Hi. Hello. Finally, hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh my hey. God. Yes. Madness. My yeah, goodness. Sorry for the delay. Technical difficulties over here. So no yeah. problem. No yeah. Problem. Yeah. Well, happy new year. I know. Happy new year. A few holidays have passed. 2020, Merry Christmas. Belated <laughs> Merry Christmas. Belated Merry Christmas. And it's the last day of Kwanzaa, Faith. The seventh day of Kwanzaa, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Faith, Imani, Faith. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, yep. Wonderful. Yep. And, and shalom to those who celebrate Hanukkah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. We that, I think we've covered we most bases. Yeah. We've we've may, we may have listeners who, who celebrate Hanukkah. So, exactly. so, you know, happy Hanukkah. Or belated Hanukkah to you all as well. So, yeah. I hope, I hope everyone had a restful holiday and yeah, enjoyed themselves. I Lots sure of family did. and food. Me yeah. too. Yeah, Me I too. ate too many cookies. Like <laughs> they were supposed to be for Santa, but of course I ate them. And my daughter said, "But mommy, there's one cookie left for Santa." And I thought to myself, <laughs> "I just cannot eat another cookie. Right. I just can't do it." And my That's husband all was like, he needs. Nope. Yep, exactly. So Santa needs to go on a diet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the new year. <laughs> That's well, good. New Year's. New Year's is such a time of reflection. Do you have any particular New Year's resolutions that you made for yourself? Um, I, I just a couple. Of course, it's always be healthier. It's always the number one um, mm-hmm. resolution or whatever. But I think I'm going to be a lot more serious about it. Uh, we yeah. turned our garage into like a gym. So wow, nice, I think that's giving nice. us the motivation to, you know, really go that's out there fantastic. and work out, right? And wow. you know, we put a TV in there and everything, so we're yeah. like, yeah, we can, we can really work out. And then I think the other, only other resolution I have is to be, you know, more aggressive with the finding a, a agent right now. But right. other than that, I think that's it. That's it for well, me. Those are what about great you? Ones. Um, well, my, I have one, I guess that's pertaining to kind of just social media and just also like yourself being more aggressive about some of my social media goals. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I both have really been involved in social media for well over a decade. Right. Actually a couple, yeah, a couple, it's been a (laughs) a couple decades, but just kind of really honing in on something that is both rewarding personally and and financially rewarding. So that's my, and, and sticking with it. Consistency is so important. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think people forget that when you start getting into the social media space, like in order for you to be successful, you have to be consistent with it, you know? Yeah. Because if you're not consistent with it, it's just going to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just going to fall by the wayside. Because I mean, I tried doing different, you know, blogging type of platforms. And and if I wasn't passionate about it, I was like, yeah, it just kind of fell off. That's uh, exactly so, right. When it starts yeah. to feel like work and too much responsibility, it's really hard to maintain because yeah. it's not, your heart is not in it. No, no. But, but, I, but speaking I think we'll of, with the podcast. I think so because this is, yeah. <laughs> For now, this is good. Not, this not is so good. much the blogging. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I was, I was talking with some of my coworkers about resolutions and we mm-hmm. started talking from general New Year's resolutions to mm-hmm. like romantic resolutions if you will romantic new year's resolutions and Mm -hmm. yeah this is a group of ladies some of them are married some of them are dating and single some of them are separated or divorced but they had such interesting resolutions and things that they shared with our little group at work Mm -hmm. and i i I wanted to share a couple and and wondered if you had any romantic resolutions of your own for you and jay i'm sure i have a few yeah of course Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one woman at my job and she said something and it was so simple, but yet so poignant. And I feel that it's something that sometimes couples who maybe have been together for a long time, they maybe have gotten away from it. And she said it's so important that she made it a resolution like a couple years ago. And she said that her and her husband have really stayed with it. And that was to kiss every day. 
Just wow. a simple kiss every day. Well, yeah, because I think if you're someone who does that in your relationship, you just kind of take it for granted. Like, oh, uh-huh. maybe you wake up, there's a peck on the lips before you go to work. But uh-huh. there are some couples who, you know, growing up, I have to be honest, I didn't see too much affection between my parents. So mm. I think not only is it important for the kids to see it, but it's just so important for you and your spouse. So when she said that, we were like, oh, wow, we just kind of, that's a given for some of us. And for others, it's not. Yeah. Wow. She said a kiss every day. Yeah. Wow. That's something I definitely would take for granted because I mean, I definitely kiss every day and I kiss mm-hmm. my kid every day and, you know, kiss mm-hmm. her before I, you know, drop her off and stuff like that and, you know, kiss my husband every day. Good. He, yeah. He, you know, he used to say, like, we were like first married in the early years. We <laughs> mm-hmm. were just been forever, but it really hasn't. But he used to say that kissing was like his covering for the day. So if he didn't have like a kiss, he'd feel like his whole day would just go bad. Oh wow, that's yeah. really special. Yeah, yeah, that's so, really special. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I like that. I like that resolution to kiss every day. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a nice reminder to couples who maybe don't kiss every day and mm-hmm. and just kind of it's easy to fall into that kind of humdrum routine mm-hmm. where you sometimes even especially when you have kids introduced, you can easily fall into the habit of just becoming roommates and co-parents oh and in a God, fun yes. special way mm-hmm. but just something like a little kiss keeps it just romantic and reminds you of where it all started even before oh the God, kids came yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. another another one of my co-workers she said that she felt that it was important in this new year for all of us to really try to do our best to express our love in different ways to make sure like that you're communicating in your partner's love language. Mm, and some mm, of mm. us in the book had read, in the group had read love language. Some of us hadn't. Are you familiar with the book Love Languages? Yeah, um, the five love languages. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So she said, you know, because most couples don't necessarily sit down and talk about what their love languages are, you may not know, or you may know by now what your partner's love language is. You may not have talked about it. But she said, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you make an effort to communicate your love and other languages, other love languages, you make sure that your partner knows that they're loved. So maybe because you're someone who loves to say, I love you and give a kiss, you may tell your partner every day, I love you and give him a kiss every day. But his love language may be, you know, physical touch, intimacy, sex, or it may be acts of service, or it may mm-hmm. be gifts. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that's, because I know sometimes what wives are kind of like, oh, my husband's not as affectionate, but he always brings me my favorite ice cream. He always has a little surprise, because that's his love language, probably. And right. And then when people start, like, especially when marriages kind of break down in communication, then the other part is like, but I showed you I love you because right. I did X, Y, and Z, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you may not have received it or felt it that way because that right. wasn't your love language. Right. Like, right, I just, right. it's amazing. Just like a little sidebar. I just find that love language thing to be so on point. I remember really when is. I was in the early stages of dating and in a couple, like, I think it would have been like, maybe we're dating for like over a year. And my love language was like, I like to make little crafty things and give gifts because at that Mm -hmm. time I wasn't working. I was like a grad student, but I showed my love through that way. But boyfriend who would later be my husband, his love language was physical touch. And that wasn't mine necessarily. So it wasn't that there was a disconnect. I think I just underestimated how important that was to him. And it was funny because when like my, me and my girlfriend, my best friend was, I, when I was talking about like wanting to be engaged and wanting us to like take things right. to the next level, we were like reading the five love languages. And I was like, I, I was like, I know his love language is physical touch and, and intimacy and sex. And I was like, I think I'm going to try to be like to initiate more. Cause he kind of was like, well, you don't initiate. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to step that up and see how he responds. And it was amazing. I definitely made efforts. Cause at that time I considered myself more the shy, conservative one and he was the opposite but I said I'm going to try to kind of communicate in the love language that really means a lot to him and when I did that I definitely saw a shift it made him I think feel more wanted more attractive it made him just respond hmm. to me and my love hmm. language and, and I and I really attribute that to kind of us becoming engaged because we just kind of connected in a different hmm. way instead of me waiting for him to initiate things or whatever I was like his love language is this this mm-hmm. is important to him so, yeah, I loved when she offered that as a romantic resolution because I was kind of like, we all should definitely try to express our love in other ways and don't just get comfortable with your one love language. That but the other, I, like you were saying, it's the one love language. I think pe- sometimes people mm-hmm. forget that people may have a mu- multiple love languages. 
Like for me, yes. I think mm-hmm. my love language is both acts of service and receiving gifts. Whereas my husband is okay. like both acts of service and physical touch. You know what I mean? Like okay. for him, sometimes, yes. and it depends on what the mood is. Like sometimes it's about me doing something for him or just a small something for him. Um, like for example, with he he made a career change and now he, uh, for his job now he has to take his lunch every day right versus he didn't have to do that okay. so if I make his lunch the night before that's an act of service mm-hmm. that I that exactly. shows that I care and that you know yes. it's not because oh I was making you know you know I'm just doing it whatever you know I'm doing that because that's, that's your, your love, love language, language right exactly that's how you show him just like sometimes a husband will just get you oil changes right, or get your right. car wash we take right. that for granted as a wife and maybe we're, we might complain oh he never says I love you enough and he doesn't hug me enough but his love language is to do those things that you don't you don't, you never have to worry about taking your car wash to get washed or an oil change because he does that and I think we have to remember that might be his love language that's him saying baby I love you so much I don't want you to have to worry about this I'll, I yeah. got you so and you making Jay's lunch or right. things like that that's right. totally your way of saying I care and I love you and I want to take right. care of I you think as mm-hmm. women particularly women in you know heterosexual sort of normative relationships um heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. we think a man is only supposed to be like x y and z you know what I mean and, mm-hmm. and we don't think outside of the box of what men should do and do for us to show them so that they love us um so i don't right. know i think i think sometimes we we get really narrow about you know i and this is a romance blog but i think in a romance podcast excuse me we talk about blog but <laughs> podcast <laughs> but um you right. know we're we're so we've been so this idea that love is this big showy thing and it's not yes you know what i'm saying it's the small things that add up to the big things every day yes. I completely agree with that. I completely yep, agree yep. with that. I really do. And people grow up in different ways. So people really are kind of a product of their environment and what mm-hmm. they learned. And they might may not have heard their parents saying, I love you openly or being openly affectionate. And you can only try to model those things for your kids. But just because someone didn't necessarily learn that doesn't mean, number one, that they can't be right. taught to do those things. And also that they don't right. love you. Because like you said, you have to be able to look out for and recognize their love language. And it may be more than one right, love language. Right, right, right. I love that book. That I, I and the funny thing is, I don't even think I ever completed it. I felt like I read the first few chapters and I got yeah. it. <laughs> I have to go back and and, and read yeah. it again because I really feel that he was spot on. I wish I could remember the author's name. Gary, but if you Google Gary, Lafave Love it, Languages, Gary Chapman. I don't know. That sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. I, I, that might be it. I don't know. Don't quote us. Just go yeah. on Amazon <laughs> and look at Yeah. Yeah. He really. Yeah, that was a good one. And then, of course, we also talked about just the importance of having a regular date mm-hmm. night. That mm-hmm. was a romantic resolution that I think everyone in the group said how important mm-hmm. that is, because especially once the children come, it just becomes so easy to fall into kind of a monotony oh, and a yeah. rut. So just to kind of take that time for you two without the, the kid, you know, you can have a date ha- a date night in the house, like once the kids are in bed and you can kind of pick a movie together and do popcorn and wine. But I feel like if you can get out the house, it's yeah. even better. That can be hard if you don't have like babysitting and family. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I just feel like it's important. I feel like it's important to go out get dressed up, look sexy for your partner. He looked good for you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when you're first dating and you're, you're looking really good and doing your best <laughs> to like your makeup and your hair and your heels. I think that you need to like on that date night, kind of bring it back to how things started and look good and be out on the date and flirt and have wine. And the only thing that I think is important. And I speak from personal experience, especially for me, when I have a glass of wine or two, I get really sleepy. Oh, yeah. I think that a night of romance and flirting when you, get home and the kids asleep and the babysitter leaves you really need to be able to follow right. through on kind of all the traps right. you were talking and all the flirting right. you were doing like do you because know, i'm the queen of like falling asleep and like west, <laughs> you know what i mean like, I remember that. like we the babysitter didn't drive so derek would um drive her to uh-huh. the train which wasn't that far away you know she lived in another uh-huh. borough 
but she would drive her to the train so she didn't have to walk to, in the cold. And like he might be back in like 15 minutes round trip. And that time I could be sleeping if I had two glasses mm-hmm. of wine. So don't be yeah, like that. Yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. like, <laughs> you need to give, you need a happy ending oh to that good night. That's how you keep that romance okay, strong. There's nothing worse uh, okay. than flirting. And then it's like everybody speaking goes to sleep. Of date, That's my of advice. Nights, I think, mm-hmm. and, and the happy end is you, you made me think of something like, my, I don't like that from having an Indian. I didn't know how else to say it. This is a not, this is a not but you know what I mean. Word podcast. Okay, NSFW, right? Exactly. Oh, no. I, you also need to. My husband, full disclosure, he thinks it's silly that I'm a planner. So, like a physical, I I have a physical planner, and I write down everything in my physical planner because I know that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll remember it better than just having it on my phone or whatever. I have to. I have a physical so one as well. I can't live without it's it. Silly that mm-hmm. I will put like Wednesday is like if I write like code in my in my planner for like sex for like, <laughs> like Wednesday is aka right. jazz night or something stupid. Right. Then, okay. <laughs> I like that jazz night. <laughs> And then, right. and so he's like, he's like, okay. and then he's like, well, why do you have to write it down? I said, trust me, if you write it down and you know it's happening, it's going to It's going to happen. So, so it's like a catch-22. The writing it down feels like scheduling sex. But in your head, if you don't write it down, jazz night exactly, makes you through the cracks. Exactly. Is that what you're that's saying? What I'm saying. <laughs> but it, but oh, gosh. I'm, does he have to know? How did he figure out jazz night? Well, I guess it's just kind it, of he understands. Is it always on a Wednesday, no, jazz night? I mean, <laughs> It's, it's, it's when you schedule it or whatever, but let's say yeah. we'll commit to having it every, like, I think one year we did. We committed to having it, like, every Wednesday. It oh, just so wonderful. happened that mm-hmm. we just called it Jazz Night because, you know, you put on the, the you put on the yeah. smooth jazz and, you know, you just <laughs> get romantic. I actually, I really like the euphemism of Jazz <laughs> Night because it encompasses a whole night of jazz and wine yeah, and maybe lingerie. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I feel like it makes it, like, kind of like what I was talking about, like an in-house date night that's very romantic and the soft lighting and it's a little love making mm-hmm. happens at the conclusion of jazz yes. night. But I feel like that makes it more special. It's not like you're writing in to have sex right. with your husband. Do you know what I mean? That makes it just too cold yeah. and dirty and not dirty in the good way. But I really like jazz night. And I, I think as a married woman of, you know, many years and having children, sometimes if you don't kind of structure it even in a loose way, it's easy for some weeks and some time to pass. And you don't want that oh to happen. God. You know, you don't want to get into that habit of like, like I said, turning into roommates who love mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. But no, you need a jazz <laughs> night. And if, if writing <laughs> jazz night into the, the scheduler is what keeps y'all kind of yep. consistent, yep. I think that's, we should all have jazz night yep, until yep, then. Yep, you know? Y'all don't have to steal my I mean, you you all steal my idea and call it jazz night. That's what I would <laughs> But you know, give me luck, give me some credit. I think that's a good one. But I I'm thinking about yeah. what other like romantic resolutions I have. I think yeah. it's hard for us what because else? we we had, you know, kids kind of late in life mm-hmm. and you know exactly. she's small you know she's she's gonna be four in January so mm-hmm. it's hard for us to um schedule that time a lot because she's so active yeah yeah and you know and they're very needy very at that needy. age they don't even sleep completely all the way no, the night sometimes they may need you yeah night. she wants to come mm-hmm. sleep in the bed exactly there's always a exactly. monster or a nightmare or something happening. I think this is when couples fall into like the long hiatuses between intimacy yeah. because yeah. of that. And then if you have them back to back, like how I did, then there's like, it feels like the baby stage and the needy stage just goes on right, forever, right, right, right. you know? But I think, I think for yeah. us, I think one of our resolutions is, like you said, to have more of the adult date nights scheduling the sitter scheduling yeah. it far out in advance um to where we mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. do that and it's difficult for me because you know my mom passed so i only have one you know yes. in-law yes. who can really really take care of my kid you right know? and then i have some i have some cousins of course i can help out but, no but i'm but very I particular, particular and also yeah. yes yeah. yes yes can't yeah, just have so. anybody and nobody 
it is hard because that was the challenge as well. Moving to New York and my family wasn't mm-hmm. in New York. It was kind of like we either pay a babysitter or we don't mm-hmm. get to go out. And that can get expensive mm-hmm. if you're doing like a movie and dinner that mm-hmm. adds up, you know, mm-hmm. to pay the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it just sometimes we just would pay, we'd not mm-hmm. have a date night. And, and I think that's kind of why I think that's such an important one. Just kind of remembering to keep the romance in any way you can, whether it's a date night or just anyway, I just think you have to just kind of keep each other's each other first because being great parents and awesome parents is so important. But if you can't keep the relationship healthy and fresh and romantic, then you're not going to have a relationship, and that can lead mm-hmm. to more detrimental mm-hmm. problems, larger problems in the mm-hmm. long run. I agree. So. And because we have a small one, we've decided to like usually every Friday uh, we'll do what we call mm-hmm. like a family date night. So what we'll do oh, is nice. make sure mm-hmm. that. A, it's something that she can participate in, but it still has adult things. There's wine there. There's, there's access to wine. There's yes. access to good food. Nice. or something like nice. that, mm-hmm. you know, or um, we'll let the little one pick the movie for the night or something like that, even if we have to watch the same movie yeah. over and over. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just pick, she, mm-hmm. she picks that movie, so she's involved in it, but there's still a place where we can sit down, we can have dinner, we can, and yeah, we can hold hands, hands and be romantic. And stuff like yeah. That. yeah, and be romantic. And, you know, even if she says, ew, you know, we don't care. So, <laughs> But it's yeah. so nice. And it's also so nice for her to see mom and dad yeah. doing that. Because that's modeling kind of for her yeah. later on, her expectations for her yeah. own relationship. Yeah. And so, this was, this was a silly, re- this sounds silly, but this is a silly romantic resolution that I had when I was single. And, mm-hmm. and for those of you who are single, trust me, it worked for me because Shortly after I, I got married, but anyway, I my, one of my resolutions Uh-oh. was, you know how as married was well, single women, we just really didn't care about like our underwear most of the day. Like this, okay, this yes. sounds dumb, mm-hmm. but we didn't care about our underwear. We, we, as long as it was clean, we just put it on. It's true, whatever. exactly. So I yep. made mm-hmm. this resolution that for the entire year, I would make sure that I wore sexy matching underwear for the entire year. Oh, so I was like, if, oh. if you if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That type of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I made sure mm-hmm. that like I stocked up. I went to well, Lane Bryant or wherever I got the, the lingerie from or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, stocked up on a lot of matching sets, different colors, nice. whatever. So I could like make sure that when the time came, I was prepared right. for something yeah I think I did something like that too yeah that's a yeah right I because I yeah I feel like a lot of my time before I was married being single I was thinking and fantasizing about (laughs) it and I definitely was like preparing for that Mm -hmm. point because like you said then you just kind of are ready like even if you start dating someone special and he starts to come over you're not having to go out and buy things mm-hmm. quickly because you just have made it a part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Your routine. That's yeah. a good idea. I really and like the that. Thing, I, I That's mean, a really good one. The, the small other things having to do with self care. The going to get if you like to get waxed, get waxed. If you like to get your nails done, you know. And if you can't yeah. afford yeah. to, you know, go out and do them, you know, try and do them yourself or whatever. Just try to keep yourself yeah. looking and feeling good, you know. I think you carry yourself a different mm-hmm. way when you feel mm-hmm. pretty, like when you feel good mm-hmm. inside, when you look good, when you, whether you have someone or not, I just think that that just kind of enhances your mm-hmm. confidence and that confidence, it shines outward and people are attracted right. to you when you're, right. you know what I mean? Like it, it draws people in. Right. Right. It draws right. people in. Right. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have romantic resolutions. You know, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in your relationship, I feel like it can always get better. It can always get more romantic. You can always have more yes, sex. Yes. It can just always just be better. Yes. And um, and I think, yeah, it's a good time to reflect not just on life, but and I think mm-hmm. also it doesn't what even matter what your you know sexual orientation, gender expression. Mm-hmm. These are things that you can do for yourself. You know. No matter mm-hmm. what, you know, taking yourself on a date, taking that your partner on a date, to going out, looking good, feeling good, whatever that looks like to you is what you need yes. to, you know, do. 
You know, mm-hmm. if one of your romantic mm-hmm. resolutions is to watch more, you know, porn together or something, like, I mean, make that Yes, happen, yes. You know, or whatever. Sure. You know? And, and yes. And don't yeah. be shy if it's something you've been yeah. thinking about yeah. and yeah. wanting to do. Maybe you can use now to approach yeah. your partner and say, look, this is a fantasy that I had and I was a little scared mm-hmm. to say it, but mm-hmm. I'm, this is a new year. And I, I just, I'm going to just be honest that this would, I think this would be really sexy if we did, if we tried this together. One of my think? friends, I, I will say that. one of my friends, I will not disclose any names, but one of my friends, mm-hmm. one of their romantic resolutions was to go to a swingers club. So they went Very nice. to Atlanta, Atlanta is home of like a, a lot of swingers clubs. Okay. And particularly for mm-hmm. African Americans, and one of their fantasies was to go to a swingers club. So they went to a swingers club. I don't know if they necessarily, you know, exchanged partners or things like that. And that really wasn't my business. But they mm-hmm. were, wanted to just have that experience, something wild, something different, yeah. something that I think really spiced up their relationship. So. And that's what it does. And and in those clubs, you don't, it's not just about necessarily exchanging mm-hmm. partners, but you might also have intercourse with your partner in yeah, front of other people. Yeah, and that yeah, in itself is a turn on. Because yeah. I, yeah, I think it takes a really, um, what's it called, evolved mm-hmm, couple to, mm-hmm. to be okay with exchanging yeah. partners. But just being able, I know a lot of those places you have to disrobe yeah. when you go there. Mm-hmm. So, and you can keep on lingerie if you feel comfortable. But it's just like you walk into it, it's a sexy mm-hmm. atmosphere. Derek and I joke to this day about Chase being conceived the night of my <laughs> birthday. And actually the math completely adds up. And it's because like what I wanted to do for my birthday is I wanted to go right, to a strip club. Right. There was a strip club in the Bronx called Sin City. I don't even know if it's still open, but anyway, we went car- there. My request. You know, she was a stripper. <laughs> Maybe now strip clubs, mind you, in New York are different than Atlanta. I think in Atlanta they oh, can yeah, get, we get fully we get, we So there's a law in New York. Well, they they don't hear. So it's kind of more like I don't like. I hate the expression "titty bar." Uh-huh. I hate that expression, but that's more right, like right. what it is. So they dance on the poles, but they keep on their panties right. or whatever. But anyway, it was a sexy night. You know, I got lap dances that he mm-hmm. paid for. He got lap dances. We just had a good time. And then when we went home, it was it was an extended good <laughs> time. And then, <laughs> but yeah, that's the kind of thing. Um, those are the kinds of things. I feel like New Year, right. New you. If you if you have these thoughts mm-hmm. inside and you've been feeling reserved and not and like you can't express them, we only right. have one life, and you have the if you with the love of your life. I feel like the thing about a relationship is you just want to always keep it fresh and spicy and exciting. If you're not someone who's into the swinging and into open relationships, then you just have this one partner and hopefully he's your one partner right. for life. So you got to keep it fresh. Don't let it get stale. Don't always let it be the same. If you want to get a spanking from time to time, or you want to try out a swingers right. club, or you want to, a choke and stroke or whatever yeah. they call it, oh, you know, no. <laughs> I think you got to speak up and you got to speak up and, and say right. what you want. Like, right. I and I and I'm saying this and I'm laughing to myself because I wasn't always so mm-hmm, open mm-hmm. like this and it, it's something that you know we're yeah. 40 now and this kind of this yakini evolved in right. her 30s because in my 20s I was definitely not so open and you know about that but I'm like you got to be happy and you it, it, you got to feel good don't just let it be one sided right. so you, you think, know this is a little off topic but do you think our reservation for being open with women has a lot to do with our rearings in like a spiritual atmosphere, whether it be the church, the mosque, or just the ultimately conservative kind of environments that yeah. African-Americans kind of, you know, endure I as far do. as you know, yeah. families and stuff are concerned. I- yeah. I feel like I started out a prude because my mom was so she's like a, I don't want to say it's traditional southern mom but she was just like very proper very prim very you should wait until you're married to have sex if you decide to have sex okay that's fine just be honest with me but it's better if you wait a man wants this and that and mm-hmm. you know she had all these little ideas you need to wear socks when you go to sleep because you want to have soft feet because a man doesn't want to have <laughs> your hard feet against his leg when you're married and um, you know he wants a nice girl and even just kind of her reservations about like oral sex and stuff like completely opposite from how I feel about everything but I definitely think that her being very old-fashioned and very um conservative Mm -hmm. is what shaped me to be also 
old fashioned and prim and conservative. And I definitely on my own, I always kind of inside was more, was mm-hmm. not that, but when it's conditioned in you right. for so long, you just become right, a good girl. Right. And people still think I'm just this good girl, and I am, but inside I'm also like a very bold, open, confident, sexual right. woman. But on the outside, I still have so much of my mom that it, I can't shake it. Right, Do you right, know what I mean? mean? And you, you also come off very sweet and conservative and prim and proper. And I know that you also, you and your husband have a yeah. good time and you're open yeah. with your husband. And, you know, but I feel like in my mom's day, she, I don't even know how open she was with her husband, like, which is kind of whack to me. Like, if you can't do everything mm-hmm. and anything with your partner, then what I the don't, I, I can't, you know, like, yeah, who are you? I can't speak mm-hmm. about my, my, my parents' relationship because their relationship wasn't the mm-hmm. greatest, but... Yeah, my mom. My Likewise, mom, right? To me, was so like I think ahead of the, her time, like with the way she spoke mm. to me about sex and just even self love and things like that. And, and I think she gave all that to me because she didn't have that growing up, and yeah. she and yeah. because she came from such a religious household. Um, mm. But she was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's okay to you know masturbate. It's okay to you know express. Yes, yourself. my mom was an advocate it's, it's okay. of that too. But because she didn't <laughs> want us to have sex, though, she was like, have yeah. masturbate. But yeah. she was mm-hmm. just like, you know, if you don't know what you like, you're not going to be able to tell somebody what you like, basically. But she wasn't a person yes. that was like, you know, yeah. wait to have sex when you're married or something like that. She just was just like, I don't know. She 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 wasn't. Um, as, you know, rid- she, yeah, was she was real, real with you, yeah. and I think but that's I think great. My hangup came because I, as a young person, suffered for so for so long with like body image and body dysmorphia and things of okay. that nature. And so sure. mm-hmm. my conservative, I became so cold and conservative, was because I had those issues about my around my body and my own body. It, and to be quite honest, it wasn't until I got into my mid thirties that I was like the hell with it. This is who I am. You're not gonna like it. Then yeah, you're not gonna that's like right. it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. yeah those exactly. were my issues, you know, and I and that's what I think that's why oftentimes I come off as kind of like uh, you know, a little reserved or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of it has to do with my own esteem issues, you know, around yeah. that type of thing. But that's the other thing. And look, if you yeah. have a partner that the, you make it your romantic resolution that if you have a partner that does not fulfill these romantic resolutions or want to help you fulfill these romantic resolutions, get a new partner in 2020. Exactly. You know? Life is Life too is short. Too you short. need to feel good. You need to be having orgasms. Mm-hmm. You need to be you happy. Need to be having some, you need to whatever be happy. romance looks like to you, even if you're asexual, whatever that looks like to you, whatever makes you feel good to you, you need to be able to get that. Because if you don't get that, you're going to have a miserable 2020. You're going to have a miserable 2020. And just quickly to go back to one mm-hmm. thing that you said that I think is mm-hmm. so important that I want every woman to mm-hmm. understand. It's so important to know your body and to and you learn your body through mm-hmm. masturbating. Mm-hmm. You would be surprised at the number of men and women who still, it reminds me of almost like junior high when kids giggle, masturbate. I don't do that. I don't touch myself. Like that mentality, like a very right, young person right. who acts embarrassed right. about it. That is the best. If you want to know how you can get orgasms every time you have sex with your partner, you need to practice giving them to yourself because then you learn yourself. You learn what your body needs to get to that point that builds up in that peak. And to me, that is the best way to teach your partner Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. you need. Mm -hmm. You have to know your own body so intimately. I I am just such a huge advocate of masturbation Mm -hmm. that I I don't even know I would shout it from the rooftop. (laughs) And my mom also was someone who, like you said, very open about that and encouraged Mm -hmm. us to do that. Her reasons, like I said, were different. She wanted us to stay virgins for (laughs) as long as we could. But I definitely want everyone to kind of, if that's not something that, if that was something you were shy about or you weren't trying, let 2020 be Mm -hmm. your year, honey, Mm -hmm. where you come out that Mm -hmm. shell and just kind of explore yourself Mm -hmm. and together with your partner. Yeah. Explore each other. It'll enhance your sex life, I promise you. And I think another thing, and I I think you as a psychologist would say, if you are having these issues and hangups about certain things, please go seek some professional help about it go to mm-hmm. a therapist go to mm-hmm. a couple's therapist yeah. you know go to some sort of counselor um i i would say non-religious <clears throat> excuse me that could give you that type of feedback on you know 
making your relationships and sexual encounters stronger and better for yourself, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. completely agree. Complete and yes, like you said, like even if you usually get any counseling services through your church, this might be one where you decide to kind of go to a place mm-hmm. outside of mm-hmm. the churches. If if you feel like you can be a little bit more open about this particular unless topic, unless you can go through your insurance. Open and liberal, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you if you have mm-hmm. one of those churches, mm-hmm. that's okay. fine. But you know, I highly mm-hmm. I highly mm-hmm. doubt it. But, but, but mm-hmm. I just don't see a pastor coming from the rooftops. But it's 2020. Make sure you have orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's, mm-hmm. nobody's saying it in the pulpit. So, yeah. Yeah. So, our goal for you for 2020 is we want you to get those orgasms that you right, deserve. Right. Right. Please. Please. please yeah. Do not deny yourself mm-hmm. pleasure. That would be right. awesome. Well, we, we certainly took a turn, didn't we? <laughs> well, I kind of flowed into it from romantic resolutions to Roman- personal yeah, goals. Romantic, sexual. Yeah. I mean, romance isn't always sexual, but most times sexual things are romantic. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it goes together. And, it, and it's extra special when you have the man that you're in love with and you can get that romance and that sexual stimulation from that person. That 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 is a wonderful thing when, when you're fortunate enough to get it all in one. And if you choose not to get it from your main partner, then be sexually free and mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. yourself just keep yourself yes, safe be just keep yourself be safe honest. that's it yeah <laughs> that's it yeah so nobody has yes. to get hurt when people are honest mm-hmm. and free then yeah, nobody, nobody gets hurt. hurt exactly yeah 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 we did take a turn mm-hmm. <laughs> we did <laughs> but that was, that was fun. fun i enjoyed that yeah. my goodness yeah. like yeah that was fun <laughs> well so um i am i guess the resident a reader here in in for, in the, mm-hmm. for the podcast. So, um, romance and color, like we said, is a podcast that covers all aspects of romance. And so, um, I want to talk a little bit about my little segments, which is reading romance, what's new in books, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so, there were a couple things mm-hmm. that came across my um, feed this week on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Richardson T M M. Um, but there were a mm-hmm. few things that I saw on my Twitter feed that came out that I was really, really interested in. Uh, one of them was a book on um, Audible Escapes, and I'll talk a little bit about Audible Escapes, but it's called The AI Who Loved Me, which is an Audible book, um, and it's narrated by Regina Hall, who I absolutely love. Okay. Regina Hall, um, and it's a book by Alyssa Cole, and I think I love the premise of the book because it combines two things, absolutely two things that I love, which is science fiction and romance. So it's about the main character who gets this really hot, sexy Asian neighbor. And she's black and and the the neighbor's Asian. And she's like really, really into him. And then she's like, oh, he's really cute. But come to find out that he's like artificial intelligence. He's like an android, basically. So oh, yeah, wow. she's really attracted to him. So I was like, okay, this is this is a this is an That's interesting different. premise. And then the other one is um, by a British author called Talia Hibbert, and it's called Get a Life, Chloe Brown. And I like this mm-hmm. one because um, it's about a plus size woman who makes this list of things that she wants to accomplish in her life. Like she wants to, you know have sex on the beach you know we're talking about these romantic resolutions mm-hmm. right so she mm-hmm. so this is one of those great books that i think will spark people's interest about having romantic resolutions um it you know she wants to you know have sex on the beach she wants to have a motorcycle ride with a partner and feel her hair in the wind she wants to you know do all these things and be less um be more inhib, you know, uninhibited mm-hmm. about her life yeah, or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, um, that was a real two really good books. I think that would, you know, spawn some really interest, you know, for folks about, you know, getting their romance on and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. and audible mm-hmm. escapes. Um, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. So I'm, I mean, I'm just giving a plug, but audible escapes is right. kind mm-hmm. of an arm of audible where all they do is romance novels. Um, so mm-hmm. you pay like a little bit higher for it. If you have Audible or Kindle Unlimited, you pay less. You only pay like six ninety nine more for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I think it's fourteen ninety five or fifteen ninety five or something like that. It's like a dollar or two more than Audible. 
And so you get mm-hmm. all the romance novels that you can imagine. And Are they read to yeah. you? Is that why it's called I mean, Audible yeah, Escape? Yeah, it's, okay. well, Audible is about mm-hmm. audiobooks. So, yeah, right. they're mm-hmm. all read to you. And I like this one because I recognize the person. It was Regina Hall, who's a you know fantastic comedic right. actress and stuff like that. I love her. Is that that's Sanaa Lathan's best yeah, friend? The yeah, one yeah. who's in... Yeah, yeah, yeah I love her. I love Regina Hall so much. She was scary she's really funny. Remember her? She was scary yeah. She's mm-hmm. just the cutest and yep. looks so good for her age. She is. And so she, yeah. she's narrating it. It's like her personality just really comes through. And I think, I think everybody would really, really love that one. It's a good one. So... Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds really yeah, I want good. people to read more in 2020. If you don't mm-hmm. do anything else, um, I want everybody to read more and definitely read more romance. So I'm gonna come on here every every week and we'll recommend a couple with books. Recommendations. Yeah, recommend a couple books for Wonderful. you guys to read. With because probably people don't know where to start to pick a good book if they do. And, you know, it sounds like you're recommending some page turners that are just easy for us to fit in in between our yeah, schedules. Quick, Something that's just pleasurable and, where you can yeah, escape. Yeah, they're quick reads. Mm-hmm. And particularly with an audiobook, if you're on the road a lot, um, you can just plug in and just listen to it, you know. And you don't have to worry about mm-hmm, carrying a mm-hmm. book around. It's on your phone. So, or on your, you know, mm-hmm. iPad or whatever. So, you know, you can that's, listen to that's it. Yeah, lovely. Like, kind of like a story being told yeah, to you. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. So, those are my recommendations. For you know, reading awesome. books, reading romance. I week. hope you post those on our Instagram a I little will. bit later today, so people can get the name I of will. those. I will. Mm-hmm. I definitely will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't read any good books lately, but I did check out a couple of good movies lately that are on Netflix because okay. I'm a big Netflix person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after the holiday movies kind of ended, were- which I'm still mourning the loss of that, but, you know, the you holiday- give them a break. <laughs> I got to give them a break. I go, yeah, we OD'd on holiday yeah, movies. We but I got into some um, some Netflix movies recently, and, I, and there were a couple that I enjoyed. I'll just talk about a couple. There was one that I saw. It was called The Incredible Jessica oh, James, and it's starring Jessica Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did you yeah, see that, that one? Cute. It was and Chris, cute. Chris and I, I feel yes. like, yes, I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, it's not so much the movie that I loved as much as the actress. I think she's so fantastic. Oh, yeah, and, you know, you just yeah. kind of fall in love with mm-hmm, her personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the, in the movie, she just plays like this really confident woman who is a playwright. She writes plays, mm-hmm. lives in New York City. She's never had anything published. She doesn't give up hope, though. She still sends in her manuscripts or her plays, rather. Mm-hmm. And she makes her money through kind of teaching kids. Uh, she teaches a drama class in the city. And just basically, she in the movie, she's just getting over a really bad breakup with a guy who she really loved. And that's kind of the premise of the movie. She happens to go on a blind date with this. So Jessica James is a black woman. She goes on a date with this guy who's a white Mm -hmm. man. And he incidentally also happens to be getting over a relationship, Mm -hmm. except for his was in marriage. So they're like a very unlikely pairing, (laughs) not because it's a interracial relationship, not, not that at all, but just their personalities are very different. So it's kind of funny. She's younger than him. Mm-hmm. She's just totally different from him. He's an app developer. He has an app. I think it's called Mom or yeah. something. It's something silly, but very successful guy. And on the date, they basically have like no chemistry. <laughs> it's awkward. She makes it work because she's very quirky and funny. And he's funny too, but they just clearly aren't the right match. And it's just kind of a weird, awkward thing. The date ends. They kind of give each other an awkward goodbye and peck on the lips or cheek or whatever. And they kind of head in their separate directions. They end up walking again together. And it's just funny. They end up having a one-night stand, I think, the first night. (laughs) And then they decide to go out again just to give it another try. And so basically the whole movie is just their little development and evolution of their little relationship and it's cute yeah, it's cute it's not something that i typically yeah i just kind of decided to give it a try mm-hmm. and i really mm-hmm. liked it very nice romantic movie it's always fun when it's based in new york city mm-hmm. and it's about like this you know very artsy type woman yeah. and i and it's i would i would highly recommend it it's yeah. it's super cute. yeah jessica williams is is, is talented if you all don't know yeah she's a, yeah, comedian, she's a comedian right she's also a podcaster with two dope queens 
her and Phoebe Robinson, mm-hmm. who's also a comedic actress and, and writer. Um, so they mm-hmm. and they had an HBO special with two dope queens, which is so good too. So I mean, I gotta yeah. check out our podcast. Yeah, was that one of the ones that you recommended to me? Yeah, it was no? one of the ones I loved. Yeah, two dope queens is good. Okay, but they stopped. They stopped doing it. So that was they, my they're first. So, they're so busy, but yeah, busy. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And then another movie that's still available on. Um, on Netflix. It's called Professor Mac. It's almost funny that I'm recommending this movie because it's kind of, I don't want to use the word trash. It's not <laughs> trash altogether, but it's like the acting's not great. The, the casting's not great, but something about it appealed to me. I like it. It kind of reminds me of what we were talking about a little earlier about just being free, being liberated, being a confident sexual woman mm-hmm. and just kind of going after what you want and not kind of adhering to any societal constraints or norms or expectations. Right. So it actually stars Lisa Wu, who is not necessarily a trained actress. I think most people know her as a reality star. Wait, wait, wait. She was wait, first Lisa in um, Real Housewives of <laughs> yes, from Atlanta. Oh from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh right. And then later she was on Hollywood Divas, which is another reality show that I don't think a lot of people watch. It was cute, but... She, I think, calls herself like a director or producer or something like that. But in any case, I like the movie because it's kind of like she's got to have it meets. Mm. Okay, so she basically is a woman who is dating several men. Mm-hmm. She has several, several suitors and she does not feel compelled to be committed to any one guy. They all really like her. Some of them would like to settle down with her, marry her. And she's just kind of like, no, like I'm enjoying dating. Men have been doing this for years, dating and having a good time. And I don't want to be in a relationship. Like every woman is not pressed to get married and have her husband and get 2.5 kids. Mm -hmm. Like that's not every woman's ideal American Mm -hmm. dream. For some women it is, for some it's not. And so, you know, and I guess the difference between She's Gotta Have It and this movie, and it's funny because I recently saw She's Gotta Have It. I watched it again just because it's back on Netflix. But anyway, you know, Nola Darling was having sex with all of her her male suitors, Mm -hmm. and she was very unapologetic about that, very comfortable Mm -hmm. with that. But in the movie, Lisa Wu is not, and she's very clear about that. Because you know how the guys are. They do know about each other. They do feel threatened by each other and they feel jealous but she's kind of like dating does not always equate sex you know mm-hmm. so whether you choose to or not of course keep it safe but in this case she wasn't but she was enjoying being entertained by a few different men I think she had about three or four guys in the end she chooses the guy I won't say who but it's a really cute movie and I really like just how we're leaning we're going in a direction of just women having choices and options and not feeling like they have to adhere to a particular, you know, yeah, set of norms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it, it was just a cute, it was a cute movie. The acting left something to be desired. <laughs> it's like one of these B, but, like one of these B T movies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, it, it looked like kind of like a BT movie that came to Netflix. Uh, exactly. Oh, wow. okay. I don't think I recognize any of the actors in the movie, but it was overall, it was cute and it was nicely done. I think that Lisa Wu actually produced and directed it. She did a good job. Oh, wow. I think that's more strength of her than necessarily the acting. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was cute. How are we doing on time? Shall we move on, or do I have time to talk about yeah, one more? Because I can more save it. There, I mean, we we set the time. So just, <laughs> okay. I don't want to just ramble on, no. but just another another cute one that I enjoyed um, was Nap- Napoli Ever After, oh, yeah, so and Lathan. that was with Sanaa Lathan. Yeah. yeah. So that one was like. There was a big build up to that. Probably people remember on social media when she posted the pictures on her um, Instagram where she had shaved her head bald and everybody was appalled. And everybody yeah, loved very the, books, beautiful the woman. book so much. You know, I love the book. Yes, too. yes. The book was very, yeah. I think some people prefer the book over the movie. Yeah. But everyone yeah. was shocked by her, her change in appearance and people thought it was a bald cap, but she did it for the role. And mm-hmm. it was just a really cute mm-hmm. movie. I think a lot of times when we enjoy a movie, it's because we connect to it in a personal way. And this one, I really connected to her character because she really played like this kind of corporate executive woman who was very put together and beautiful and came off very perfect. And her partners who she dated thought she was perfect. She basically wasn't able to let her hair down mm-hmm. proverbially. Speaking. Right, she right. didn't, she always had an image that she felt she needed to uphold right. and it came from like her mom and that kind of pressure. And she always felt she needed to be a certain way in order to get the perfect guy and have the perfect marriage and the perfect kids. Mm-hmm. And so one day she just got tired of it and, and her life kind of fell apart and she lost her boyfriend and kind of in a frenzy, she, 
shaved her head and ended up meeting a guy who was much more earthier and loved her natural self who wasn't perfect. And it was just a great movie. Like it showed that evolution. And I, I related to her in many ways. And I just, it was a cute movie. I don't, I think it was met with mixed reviews. I think it I was, think I think it was mixed it. and I've seen it. And I think it was mixed because okay. the What'd book came out so long ago that some of the I tropes see. in the book are kind of dated and so they they should have updated the book to more like modern 20 teens type of aesthetics mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's some... so did they try to keep they tried to update the movie but it wasn't consistent with the book you're no saying? it like the book is old but them trying mm-hmm. to do the movie they should have taken some like it could have been it should have been solely based on the mood on the book so to speak like they should have kind of updated it to like the 20 teens aspect and and, for, and furthermore I think a lot of black women are kind of tired of the whole so I got the date down to feel better about myself type of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm, like why can't mm-hmm. I also find a professional man who likes me for me you know yeah you know yeah. like because mm-hmm. like, it either has to be this right like three either movies, you have three to have natural hair like and be with <laughs> I know it does seem to be the thing yeah and it's true like it's either you're going to be with the handsome medical doctor with your long weave or you have to be with the earthy guy who likes you with your natural hair and you can be with the medical doctor who likes your natural hair and loves your locks and because it's like this is 2020 now like everybody's everything it's not like you have to be with the guy who matches you and that earthiness and has dreadlocks or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah I mean no so that in that sense it was a little cliche right right I think Um, that's what it was cliche I think that's what people were saying mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. I mean overall it was good to see finally see the book come to life because so many people were attached to the project yeah so you had read the book when it first came out and you enjoyed that I did it was years Mm -hmm. ago when I first went how long? How old is this book? You keep saying years oh ago. God. Were we little girls? No, when it came like, out? like in the nineties. Might have been in like college or grad school when this came out. Oh wow! Oh, that was a, a little while ago. I okay. think it might have been in mm-hmm. college. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But it was. A and it's a book. series. It's a series. It's always hard when you. So oh, yeah, 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 about the same out, character. Two thousand one. Oh, oh, that's not yeah, so okay. like yes, 20 I'm years ago. It, there's some that could be an, an update to that, you know what I mean? Like to keep mm-hmm, it kind of fresh, mm-hmm. and you know, because nowadays yeah. all women are going natural, a lot of women are going boss. Right, not big, the majority big, probably, big, yeah, this big radical thing anymore, you know. I mean, hair is hair right. is and politicized and romanticized, and but, even going all the way low, like the way she went bald, even that's not so uncommon. Oh. I have several girlfriends who just are all the way crop yeah, low, yeah, and it's just really cute. Nobody thinks anything right. of it. Right. There was a time when that was associated with like different stereotypes mm-hmm. and stuff. Now it's mm-hmm. not. It's so mm-hmm. common. So yeah, it's but, a whole um, series like happily ever after, happily married, happily mm-hmm. faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think happily oh, faithful okay. is her last one. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, those are all. It's like a series of books, but they're they're pretty good. I did not know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Curly's really yeah, cute. Yeah, cute, cute. I like them. Like the recommendations. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep keep enjoying my Netflix now that, like I said, the holidays are over. I'm gonna keep on with some recommendations for y'all and stuff, and hopefully you guys have recommendations for us too. You can always leave that in our comments of our Instagram or our Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. Please mm-hmm. do. Please come and join us on our Facebook group. We have a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, it's Romance Addicts of Color. Um, just look for it mm-hmm. and just join. We don't really reject people unless you just don't follow the group rules but i mean <laughs> right we haven't had you yet i don't like right rid of anybody nobody's coming while and out have a few men mm-hmm. so um yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun it's a lot of fun so yeah so what mm-hmm. else is left to talk about uh well i did i No, at the end of last year now i'm not pressuring you but you did mention that you might at some point in the new year Give us a little tease, and I don't know. If, I don't know if that day is today, but I know you mentioned at some point you were going to give us a little sample of some of your writing. Okay, okay. okay. So, what is Tatiana writing? So, um, you guys know I'm a I'm a romance writer. I'm I'm fairly mm-hmm. new to writing romance, um, but at the same time, it's not it's kind of not really old hat, but you know I'm I'm getting my feet wet to be seriously published now. And the novel that I'm working on now, just to give you all some background, it's about two 
people in their 40s. Um, they kind of meet at the job. She's an archi- They're both architects. Um, she's mm-hmm. a very confident plus size woman and he is like the missing triplet and like a Michael Ely, Jesse Williams, like, you know, he's that mm-hmm. type of good looking dude. Um, mm-hmm. But she's like a beautiful... Michael Ely. I know, you. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, in my mind, <laughs> when I'm writing, I'm thinking about him, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, so mm-hmm. his name is Porter and the girl's name is Ari and they are kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure out this thing, attraction that they have for each other. They work together, but they don't want to like ruin their work relationship and things happen and I don't want to give it away but yeah um so I'm, I'm working on different parts of it so I'm just gonna give you all like a teeny teeny tiny sample um of um of chapter that I um finished not too long ago so um to set the scene Porter and Ari have gone out um after a very successful um day on the job um, and had like burgers and like really like had a good time and went to like a pub. And mm-hmm. so he's taking her home because her car is not working. So this okay. is the scene. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. excuse me, let me get my sexy voice. I'm just kidding. He says, <laughs> 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 <Just>, okay, <clears throat> where to, ma'am? As he pulled up his navigation on his console, I gave him my address and he pulled out of the parking space. What do you like to listen to? Porter asked as he searched on his streaming apps on his phone. I thought about tonight, me and Porter's car, the moonlight outside, the way he had touched the small of my back. I love music that makes me feel good. I lingered on the word good a little too long. It was dripping with sex and I really didn't mean for it to. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Porter smiled. I have the perfect soundtrack for that. From his car speakers came the booming bass of the introduction to So Anxious by Genuine. Mm. Dear God, I think I lost my virginity to the song. And on a trip with the gospel choir, no less. I giggled. <laughs> what? Asked Porter. Nothing. I just, yeah, this just really reminds me of, well, Hampton. Oh, by the way, they're both Hamptonites. They both went to Hampton at two different times, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a story there, said Porter. He smiled. Even in the dimness of the car, I can see his gorgeous smile. I'm not really totally ready to reveal that story. I don't know you like that, and you're my boss. Fair enough, he said. Oh, oh yeah, there's a little dynamic there. <laughs> oh, okay. He's Porter's the boss? Yeah, he's, sort of the boss? The, he's the boss. He's sort of the lead, lead okay. person on this project okay. they're doing. So she's okay. like a junior associate, okay. so he's older. So okay. we listen mm-hmm. to this 90s slow jam playlist all the way to my house. I love the 90s R&B. People really sang songs that had feeling back then, I said. Yeah, I have to agree with you, said Porter. Songs meant something. When Jody C said, my heart belongs to you, they totally meant it. I agree, mm. even though I'm sure KC was cheating on Mary J back then. <laughs> <laughs> A little history there. <laughs> we both started to laugh. I looked over at Porter, and he was still smiling, trying to focus on the road. Remember when guys would give girls Mm-hmm. okay so where were we um, remember when guys were oh yeah remember when guys would give girls mixtapes or cds to tell them how much they feel oh, God. or how they feel as porter ari shrugged i wouldn't know i never received a mixtape from anyone porter's bright hazel green eyes widened really i find that hard to believe ari a girl like you i mean you should have had a stack of mixtapes from guys i mean you know I looked at Porter and giggled a bit. In the moonlight, I could feel myself blushing. He really knew how to make a girl feel amazing. But um, uh, I made this mix myself on the streaming service. I left off any problematic 90s faves, stammered Porter. In retrospect, (laughs) we realized that maybe going half on a baby isn't a good thing. (laughs) I appreciate it, I laughed. When you know better, you do better. Lord knows I was not trying to make a baby or even practice making a baby with this man. But he was truly setting the mood. By the time we pulled up to my house, Silk's meeting in my bedroom had started. Really? This song, this playlist (laughs) was not playing fair. Fuck. I think my frat brothers performed at a step show, to this at a step show in 99, laughed Porter. The things we did to win that show. I think I remember that show. 
I was a sophomore and oiled up guys and towels make a big impression on a young innocent girl. Porter <laughs> laughed. Yeah, that wasn't my finest moment, but I'd do it again. <laughs> Maybe just this time. It'd be like a Tina Turner private dancer type of thing. I felt myself getting flushed at the thought of Porter as an amateur stripper. His cafe au lait skin glistening behind a crisp white towel. I snapped out of it as his car turned down my quiet street and slowly pulled in front of my house. Is this you? Asked Porter, turning off the engine. I nodded. Yes, this is me. Wow. Um, I know it's late, but from what I can see, it's beautiful. Original brick. He asked. Now he was sounding like the architect I met earlier this week. Yes, but we just repainted it. Also updated some of the stained glass paneling. Wow, how'd you happen upon a neighborhood like this in the West End? It's so hard to get into this neighborhood, said Porter. I know. Luckily, this is my childhood home. It's mine now and I'm not selling. Mm. So the gentrifiers will have to wait until I die or my kids die. It's been in my family a while. My grandparents bought it in the 40s and I'm working to restore it. It's a pet project. I'd love to see what you've done with the place, said Porter softly. Was he inviting himself in my house? <laughs> he <said> softly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was trying to have, I wasn't trying to have a meeting in my bedroom tonight, but damn mm-hmm. it, it was a good song. Checkmate, Porter. Oh, sure, I smiled. I'm working with an incredible contractor, so I want it to be perfect before I have company. I prayed me saying that would give him the hint that I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to have him in any room of my house, let alone Mm. my bedroom or on top of my new kitchen counters. Fuck, great. Now that thought was in my head. Ari, I'm not trying to come in. That would be unprofessional of me, said Porter. Oh, right. I know that. I said quickly, trying to dismiss the thought. Well, thoughts. I had of him doing God knows what to me across my couch. See, this is why I wish that shower was done. She was, she was having a fight with a contractor about a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, can I at least walk you to the door? Make sure you get in safely. I mean, this is still the west side at 2 a.m. I nodded and Porter, Porter turned off the soft purring engine of his car. He opened the auto locks of the door and came around to open my door. Again, Eloise, that's his mom, would kill me if I didn't open your door, he smiled. As the crickets began to chirp, we walked up my driveway and then up the cobblestone steps to my house. The porch lights came on. It cast a glow on Porter that made him look like he was on a Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. He did have the looks of a young matinee idol. They're on a sensor, I said. Porter looked around. You have a swing, too. That's really cool. I looked at the swing and tried not to imagine myself straddling Porter across it. Yeah, I've always wanted one. As a kid, my dad promised he would put one up and never got around to it, so I did it. I was rambling. It was my nerves. I put, I turned my back to Porter and reached inside my tote to get my keys. My hands were shaking and fumbling. When I turned around, he was just a few inches from me. My heart began to pound inside. It felt like it was on its own R&B song. Well, thanks, Porter, for tonight. It was really fun. I managed to squeak the sentence out of my throat. I had fun too, Ari, Porter said softly. I turned to put my key in the door. My palms were sweaty and shaking. Ari, yes, I said, my voice barely above a whisper. I could feel the soft breeze of his steady breathing on my neck. I turned and Porter was mere inches from my face. Ari, I really want to kiss you, but that would be unprofessional, I whispered. Completing his sentence, I could smell his cologne mixed with the distinct scent of spicy stout beer. It smelled very masculine. It turned me on. Instantly, I regretted ordering blue cheese. (laughs) I really wish I was the kind of girl who ordered salads on dates. He came closer to me. I could feel my chest rise, and he was looking down at me. Somehow, the 90s playlist from the car was still playing in my head. I can hear black streets before I let you go. It's clear as a bell. Very unprofessional, he whispered close to my lips. I felt a speed of sweat run down my neck and into my cleavage. I shivered. Very, I whispered, still centimeters from his lips. Those lips, I felt myself doing kegels. This was a bad sign. He bit his bottom lip and leaned in, pressed them firmly against mine. I could barely breathe. I dropped my tote bag, still holding onto my keys. I wrapped my arms around his neck and fully engulfed myself in his kiss. 
His tongue found mine, and we found our rhythm. He gently bent the bottom of my lip, and I moaned. I felt in my hair, gently pulling me deeper into his kiss. Ari, he moaned. The way he said my name was like a song. My hands moved down and gripped his muscular back. God, he felt incredible. Fuck, I had to be at church for choir practice in like six hours. Okay, I probably should think to not think fuck in church in the same sentence. This is a bad idea. Bad. I pulled away, catching my breath. I should go in and pour the good night. I turned and quickly opened the door. Ari, wait. And I closed the door for a second time in the face of Porter Harrison. And that's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that was really great. <laughs> Sorry for the end. So, wow. That's just a little part that I was working on. And um, yeah. you'll have to buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the book? Has, have you named it yet? I know. Okay. But none of mm-hmm. my books have names when I work on them. Because most okay. of the time when you get with an editor, they want yeah, to change yeah. the name anyway. So okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a name yet. Oh, man, I really enjoyed that sneak peek. And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will, too. Yeah, I mean, that I'm was not, wonderful. You know, I'm not the greatest narrator, you guys. You know, I, I, I bore myself But it just felt tears. so, the writing is just so good. I think every woman could, can imagine being Ari in that moment. Yes, and, yes, you know, yes. the self-control to pull away from Porter and close that door. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah. yeah so. I'm glad she didn't invite him in just yet. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to build up to that. Oh, that yeah, was wonderful. Course. Thank you so much for sharing that of with course, us. Of course. Of course. My goodness. Yeah, I enjoyed so. that. So, yeah, that's the podcast today. Sorry, you guys, for all the technical difficulties. Yes. But we'll, we'll promise next week we'll be back on this. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> We're just kind of readjusting. We're readjusting. Things. We're not quite um, ready to go back to work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our first podcast of 2020. Yes. I certainly enjoyed today. Yes. Me too. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week. Next week, same time. Same time. Talk to so you check guys out later. the Instagram. You're going you're gonna to put those book recommendations up, right? Of course I am. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All mm-hmm. right. Hopefully you guys will see you on the group, on the okay. Facebook group. All right. Later. Bye-bye. Bye.